Hello, this is Dr. Tia Barnes, and welcome to the Scholarly Self-Care Podcast, where we will talk all about the SEL, or social-emotional learning, in self-care. This podcast is for educators, parents, and caregivers of children and youth. Each week, we will talk about your well-being to put you in a better space to support the well-being of the children in your life. Ready to get started? Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to today's episode of the Scholarly Self-Care Podcast. I am so glad to be back with you again for another week of episodes. I have a lot of exciting new episodes that'll be coming up with some guests, and I figured in between those, I would jump in with a couple solo episodes, give you guys some updates on how things are going, and then also just chat about some of the different self-care and social-emotional learning strategies that I've come across or that I've been pondering about over the previous week. And so in last week's episode, we talked a lot about mindfulness. And I know that I encouraged you all to try out different techniques and to think about how it made you feel and to just reflect a little bit on it. And so for me, one of the ones that I focused on for last week was visualization. And with visualization, just as a reminder, this is where you take the time. You can do it in a couple ways. So um, one of the things that my mother-in-law has been doing with my daughters is helping them uh, in doing visualization to help them fall asleep. And so she'll make up different scenarios or use YouTube to find some. And so it's like imagining yourself walking through a forest or imagining yourself on a particular planet, Um, just different fun things that you can do with kids, but that you can also do as an adult. With my visualization, I have been taking some time in the morning just to sit there and think a little bit about, or not think about, but visualize what I want my day to be like. So I, you know, take a look at my schedule, see all of the things that I have upcoming. There are always things, or I try to include things on my schedule that scare me every day. And we can leave that for another time to discuss, but just so I see that I'm challenging myself and that I'm moving out of my comfort zone. And so upon seeing those particular items in particular, when those are on the schedule, I take some time and I just visualize myself going through the entire day And with that visualization, also consider how it is that I want to feel when I'm engaging in that activity. And I will say overall, it has worked out pretty well. There were, especially in this last week, definitely a couple things that were newer to me that I was a bit nervous about. And I think I did better than I would have if I hadn't taken the time to visualize because also in visualizing, for me, I feel like it also gives me a chance to start to problem solve and to start to think through the actions that I want to take. So I guess that's something else that I can mention about my visualization. I never make it where I just visualize the event going perfectly well. Sometimes I visualize myself being a little bit nervous or I visualize, you know, whatever that worst thing is that I thought, you know, could possibly happen and picture myself overcoming it. And that also helps me because then it's like I've already come up with a master plan if that thing's going to happen, which it typically doesn't. And so, yeah, it's all good. So if you tried it out this week, please, please let me know how it went for you. 
I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but we actually have a Instagram account now. Yay, we've moved in to, you know, Insta. But I always laugh and talk about how I'm an old millennial in that I'm not very uh, savvy in terms of social media. And so our podcast manager has actually set up the site and is running it but I do check it frequently as well. So if you are on Instagram, please follow us, subscribe. Our handle is The Scholarly Self-Care Podcast. So basically the name of the podcast in all lowercase. And yeah, let us let me know, let us know um, what you've tried out and how meditation went for you. And so today I wanted to talk about something that came up for me in an interview I did, which I will definitely link to once it's ready. So you may not see it with this particular episode, but I will make mention of it in a future episode once it's going to be released. But I did a podcast and I was asked to describe what is one thing that I wish people would know about self-care. And the biggest thing or my response to that was that I wish people knew that it is not as easy as it seems. Because when you typically think of self-care, you're like, yeah, that's easy. Just take care of yourself. Just do things you enjoy doing. But it's not always easy. It's not always easy to find the time. It's not always easy to find the motivation to want to do it. And oftentimes, you know, they're very complex emotions for some people around this idea of engaging in self-care for themselves when they have other people that they need to take care of. And so I wanted to just spend a little bit of time, you know, diving into that and talking about some of the things that I've noticed on my own journey with self-care. And so in responding in that way, the next comment I made and that I want to link here is this idea that self-care is actually you parenting yourself. So think about whether you are a parent or you, you know, have had parents or caregivers in your life, it's not an easy job. I think for those of you who are parents, particularly, you understand it to a, to a new level because <laughs> I didn't, well, I understood that parenting was hard, but I didn't really, really understand until I was, um, you know, in the role of being a parent. But it's not an easy task. And so think about, the fact that you do all of these wonderful things to take care of the children in your life. And that, in essence, is what you need to do for yourself to really be engaging in some hardcore, invaluable self-care. So what I want to talk about now are just some ways that this is similar. Assuming that you've had, you know, some good models of parenting, whether, you know, that was in your own life or just models you saw from the relationship that friends had with their parents or that you saw on TV. One of the things that you may have noticed is as a good parent or as a parent who is trying to do very well by their child, they make sure that their kids have a somewhat healthy diet. So... Sometimes you give them fast food and candy and soda, but overall you make sure that they have fruits and veggies and it's somewhere in the mix. You make sure that they sometimes get water. And with that, something else I want you to notice is I'm not saying 
a good parent is someone that always makes that always cooks meals for their children and cuts their sandwiches in in little shapes and does all of that. It is though someone who overall makes sure that their child has a somewhat healthy diet. And so for you, again, not perfection, but think about, are you doing similar things for yourself? Are you making sure that overall you have a somewhat healthy diet? What are the things you're doing to make sure your child has a healthy diet? Are you getting their lunches ready every day? Are you cooking meals for them? As you're cooking these meals, I'm sure that you're considering, okay, what are the things that they enjoy eating versus the things that they absolutely hate and I'm going to have to fight with them about? And you're more than likely incorporating more of those things that they like to eat than not. And so are you doing that for yourself or are you forcing yourself to eat things that you don't want to eat? Or better yet, are you just making the time to plan meals and prepare meals for your children, but you're not doing the same for yourself? In which case, you know, what can you do differently so that you are, in essence, parenting yourself? A second thing that I feel that a lot of good models of parenting um, do is that they care about having uh, some sort of social life for their kids. So they may host events with their family and friends. They may set up play dates, or in this case, they may set up Zoom play dates. They sign them up for clubs and activities, and they just try to ensure that their kids aren't just spending their entire day looking at a phone or a computer or TV. Now, I'm not saying, again, that they never get to look at those things or that you've scheduled out every inch of their day uh, or every minute of their day where they're hanging out with other people. But you think about, okay, I don't want them to just be isolated and I want them to have at least some level of interaction. And so with that, are you doing that for yourself? And this goes beyond, for most parents, sending their child to school or they play with their friends at school. Most parents also have their child, you know, spend time with family. If family's nearby or they may hang out with their neighbors or they have some level of social interaction. And so for you, if your level of social interaction is just talking to people at work and you're not doing anything else in terms of interacting with family or loved ones, think about how you can change that in this framework of parenting yourself. What can you do differently that you would have done for your child or your nieces or nephews or whoever the children are in your life and link that to yourself? So similar to this, you also want your children to have healthy relationships, right? So as a parent, you may talk to your children about making sure that they are choosing friends who are going to be positive influences in their life or friends that are not mean to them or bully them or who put a lot of pressure on them to do things that they may not necessarily want to do. And so again, for you as a parent of yourself, are you ensuring that the relationships that you're engaged in are healthy relationships? How are you parenting yourself in that way? The next one is that 
As good parents, we often want our children to be able to talk to us about how they're feeling. We want them to explain how their day went. We want to know if something was upsetting to them, why they're upsetting, and we often want to fix the problem. But as adults, we often feel as though, you know, if I'm having a bad day or if something didn't go well or whatever, that's just something for me to deal with. I need to suck it up and deal with it. And so consider that from the perspective of you parenting yourself. What are some ways that you can support yourself in acknowledging how you feel and then working through some problem solving for yourself to help you feel better? This could be that you decide to talk with someone else that you know cares about you and explain to them how you're feeling so you get it off your chest. It could be that you decide to journal it out and write it out so that you've put it on paper and you can go back and really look at it and come up with a plan. Or it could just be that you sit down, take some time and and just think through it. But just as you would for the children in your life, you want to give yourself that same time to be able to acknowledge your feelings and to work through them. So another thing that parents do oftentimes with their kids is they want their child to be a kid. So when you really stop and consider that, when you say, no, you just be a kid, it means that you want them to be able to have fun. You want them to be able to be stress-free. You don't necessarily want to weigh them down with all the things that, you know, you as a parent have to consider. And so this one's a little bit tricky, of course, because it's not like the others in that we Well, it is like the others and that we can't necessarily do it to the full extent that we would if we were the kid, because we still have to take on that role of caregiver and provider. But from that piece of your parenting, what can you glean from it? So for me, that means taking some time to have fun for yourself. Taking moments where you're doing something enjoyable and you're not necessarily keeping everything on your brain and the to-do lists and all the wouldas and shouldas. And instead, you're just taking some time to just be. And that could be time that you take with your children or away from your children, with your partner or away from your partner, but you're just having some stress-free time where you can just be your true authentic self where you can be a kid. And so consider ways that you can um, bring that into your own life and parent yourself in that way. And I think the final thing that I would say in terms of considering ways that uh, you can parent yourself in terms of self-care is that for me, and I'm sure it is for plenty of other parents as well, you always think about ways that you can bring joy to your children. Whether it's saying something funny to make them laugh, whether it's buying them a particular gift and just being able to see the joy on their face when they get it, whether it's just giving them words of affirmation. And so consider the fact that you are parenting yourself And what are those things that you can provide yourself on a daily basis? Those small things. Of course, there are going to be some bigger things as well that you want to incorporate in there. Like for your kids, I'm sure you don't buy them gifts every day. You do that every now and then. 
But every day you might smile at them to get them to smile. You might tickle them. You might tell them a funny joke. And so what are things that you can do for yourself on a daily basis, those small things that will put a smile on your face? Is it watching a funny video? Is it going to be taking some time to talk with a dear friend? Is it going to be reading a good book? Like, what is it for you? And make sure that you incorporate that. Because as a parent, you do it for your children. And so in this area of self-care and in this journey of self-care, please, please remember to parent yourself. All right, that's it. I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Please visit drtiabarnes.com for show notes. And while you're there, feel free to leave a note. I'd love to connect. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends about it. Don't forget to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app. Thank you to ColetteMcKenzie.com for providing podcast management services for this show. See you all next week. And as always, take care. Take care.